Hello and welcome to the Tips and Its podcast with Sia and Pip. We're an audio podcast based in Glasgow where we talk everything that is yarny, nitty and fabulous and sometimes we do tend to get a little bit tipsy along the way. Whether you are a new or returning listener, we are delighted to have you here with us and let's get on with the show. Hello listeners, how are you doing this week, I guess, because it's not been that long since we last released an episode. Who does know what you're was... talking about, Pip. We totally record this frequently. We are professionals. Hello, <laughs> listeners. Who'd have thought it would take literally a global lockdown for us to actually get back into the recording studio regularly, eh? <laughs> recording studio. You make it sound so fancy. <laughs> that makes it sound like I'm not lying in bed because it's the only place you can't hear the baby. <laughs> Hey, I am at least wearing a bra today. Underwire wow. and all. Actually, I've been wearing a bra most days. And well, congratulations, listeners. You now know my underwear habits. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wear a bra for eight solid months straight, 24 7. So I'm quite looking forward to not having to now. To be fair, then, like, after we re- go on. I was going to say, now everyone knows too much about my underwear habits, too. Well, to be fair, like, after we recorded, the mirror came out with that stupid, like, if you don't wear a bra during pandemic, you'll get saggy boobs thing. Do you know that that study was done on a small selection of athletic, small-breasted women in France? So actually, actually, if you are like us and more filled out in that area... You need to wear a bra sometimes just to make sure you don't wreck your back. As far as I'm concerned, my lockdown tip for the week is if you want to wear a bra, you wear a bra. If you want to wear it on your boobs, on your head, around your ankles, that's your prerogative. Or not. If you don't want to wear one, enjoy the freedom. There we go, that's the professional uh, image out the window. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we just, that's what we're opening on apparently this time. Getting yeah. right all in there with the tipsy content, and I'm not even drinking anything. Yeah, we've swapped places this week. So, this week I'm drinking a rum and coke. It's very exciting. It is a bottle of Coke Zero, lovingly bought from our local corner shop on Phil's last one week out trip because, you know, looking after small businesses. Yes, he washed his hands. And it's mixed with some Captain Morgan's Golden Spice rum, which has been in our fridge for about two years. Good to know. It, it tastes like rum and coke. You remember that lemoncello that we made, like, literally years ago? Yeah. I still have some of that in my fridge. Do you think oh, it would God. be dangerous to, to drink it now, or do you think it would be okay? I would say if you didn't have a small child, drink it. I would say if you didn't have a small child and require your husband, I'd say test it on Sam. <laughs> if we weren't in lockdown and you had a neighbour you disliked that you could test it on, I'd say do that. <laughs> so basically I'm saying, I don't know. I wouldn't risk submit, it right now. Submit your answers on a postcard, listeners. Yep. If anyone knows <laughs> if what is essentially a high amount of vodka with sugar and lemon inside it in a sealed bottle in a fridge for years would still be safe to drink let me know so that is a good point though we actually have some lemons in our fridge right now and we have sugar and phil's due out to go to the supermarket again at the weekend 
And if he doesn't go at 7am, he could buy some vodka and I could make some lockdown limoncello. Yes, but if he doesn't go at 7am, he runs the risk of there not being much left. Yeah. I tried to oh, buy well. some cider last week on yeah. our weekly shop. And uh, we had gone early. We'd gone just after Jay had finished his feed. Yeah. So it was only half nine when I got there to the till. Mm. And I couldn't buy my cider. Even the non-alcoholic cider that I had, I still wasn't allowed to buy it because the till won't let you. Because in Scotland, you're only allowed to buy alcohol between the hours of 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Which is irresponsible, really, if you think about it. But also gutting when, like, you know, you can't go to the shop. Yeah, but also, like... I did think, like, they should have closed off the aisle so I didn't think it was okay because I'd forgotten. Yeah. Because I never go to Tesco's that early. But, oh well. We didn't, oh well. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's move on, shall we, from our okay. random on ramblings. Needles. Usual content. Pip, Please. what have you got on the needles? I've still got my Ama sweater on the needles. I basically yeah. haven't done anything on it. I'm just not in the headspace for that right now. So, but it's fine. It looks good. It's just, it's going to be a long time before I see the person it's getting gifted to. So I don't feel yeah. the time pressure on that. Um, and the other project I have on the needles, which hopefully should be off the needles fairly soon, is I am test knitting. The Flora Tea Bar Slippers by Rosie Smith, the lovely Pixel Atlantis. And they're a DK, basically, sock slipper. Um, with like, They're like um, Mary Jane shoes. You know how you have like the bar in the middle and the two little windows? Yeah. And they're so cute and they're so quick. And I love them, and I can definitely see myself making about 10 million pairs of them. And uh, they're dead quick, and I'm making them in the yarn that I got from Easy Knits as the Lucky Dip from Christmas. My Christmas stocking, that's where where I got it from. That's that's that. That's what I've got on the needles. What about you, Sia? I have still got the snowshoe socks pair number two on the mm-hmm. needles and they will get finished eventually. Mm-hmm. At the moment, however, I am knitting what has been my dream sweater for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. I am knitting a garland sweater from Pom Pom issue number seven and it is garland by Stephanie Polmeyer. So it's this beautiful mm-hmm. like mohair sweater and i legit second i got that copy of the magazine through way back when i was with a young emlet student mm-hmm. i saw it and i was like that is flipping cute as i really want it but i will never ever knit it mm-hmm. and i have been like umming and ahhing about it for years ever since and i finally checked out like i was looking on etsy just at like yarn dyers and stuff because i had my birthday money and it was just before the lockdown stuff all kicked in. And I was kind of like, I still want to support someone. And in in comes Snuggly Stars Yarns with some beautiful mohair silk, which is the girliest thing ever. And I'm knitting on it right now. And oh my God. It is going to be so cute. It's like, ball- <laughs> it's like ballerina pink. 
I love that you were like holding up the ribbing there like a moustache. Like, let me get a picture of this. I'm sorry. I've got to. <laughs> oh, no. I've got to. This isn't going to look slightly like offensive, is it? No. You look like Groucho Marx with a dyed pink moustache. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm knitting that at the moment. It's a bottom up sweater, which is not my favourite. And I had to cast on like 311 gajillion stitches. But this mohair yarn is so soft. Like, it feels more like cereal pack than it does mohair. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in love. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have on my needles. It just, I just, it's such a, it's such a perfect, perfect pink for you. I know, and it's called Pinky Pinky Pink. Nice, nice. I love yeah, it. It's just, no, it's beautifully dyed. It's so soft. Is is it quite like an oversized sweater? Yeah. So I'm knitting the fifth out of six sizes, I believe. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like a giant mohair hug. Hopefully, yeah. And it's just going to be pink and girly and the perfect layering piece. Woo. But, like, in terms of what you were saying earlier about not having, like, knitting mojo and stuff, like, how bad have I been over the past two, three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listeners, wait till we get to the spam section this episode. You're in for a treat. We're going to be here for years. <laughs> I've been harassing Pip and Heather so much in our group chat. And I've been like, I swear I'm going to cast this thing on now, guys. Just like, tell me if you think I'll wear it. Do you think these colours work? I'm going to cast it on. I'm going to cast it Oh, so I cancelled the thing, right? So, yeah, the last episode when I mentioned about how, you know, when you have to pick a new thing to knit, it's like, ugh. like, guys, on average per item that Sia casts on we get three days three days of what about this yarn combination <laughs> what about that yarn combination i'm gonna send you a picture of 20 yarn combinations and please let me know which ones you like the most oh but i'm not sure about that one that you chose what about this one? Oh, i don't know mm, i don't know uh, and then eventually we're just like cast something on Sia and it's got to the point now where she knows when she's gone too far when me and me and Heather both just say Dragonfells <laughs> anytime she's like I want to cast something on but I don't know what we're like Dragonfells to be fair I got you back like I was trying to wind Heather up because so I was like Heather I think I might cast on a Dragonfells but I might do it single colour what do you think about that <laughs> <laughs> and Heather was just like but I like the pop of colour Sia <laughs> But, like, it's hard because I'm both a product knitter and a process knitter. I need to knit to be sane, but if I've not got an actual purpose at the end of it, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, as I've got older, I've become more and more like my mother, and I don't like having things that are useless and or clutter, which makes mm-hmm. having a fiancé really difficult, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Hey, you think this is bad? Wait till I potentially have children. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. If you do not like clutter. You're kidding me. Like, I'm just going to be like, Pip, the child's sat there like a flipping potato and you'd be like, see, it's been born like for two weeks. That doesn't do anything yet. <laughs> like then, when it, no <laughs> then when it does do things, you suddenly have to buy a million toys and then yeah. you're just like, oh. But yeah, like, I feel vindicated though because lots of people over the past few weeks have said that they don't have knitting mojo either like Um, i think it's not surprising that people don't have knitting mojo during a literal worldwide crisis 
and, and it's okay. Like, if you do have knitting mojo and you feel super creative and, you know, it's got your juices flowing and you feel good, that's great. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't, if you feel, like, paralyzed, if you feel like you can only, like, make one decision a day, that's also cool. Yep. If you can't make any decisions at all, that is also fine. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Fully agree. Like, like just... Thing on t- Go on. As I say, like, no pressure to do anything. Just do what you feel is coming naturally to you. Like, academic no. Twitter this week has been absolute hell because this thing going around at the moment where people are like, oh, work on your career, work on your CV. Well, think about when interviewers ask you, like, in your next job interview, what did you do to better yourself during the pandemic? Well, what did you do to protect your employees during the pandemic? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like fuck off yeah anyway fuck that noise get in the bin you want to knit knit if you don't want to knit don't knit yeah i mean i'll say i've ordered a big sheet of ada for a new massive cross stitch that i'm going to start because like i'm finding knitting a little bit meh right now so yeah. i'm just going to do something else instead and that's fine that's cool like if we just all get through this intact that's a win exactly uh but i mean having spoken about finding knitting a bit bitty i have actually cast something off oh yes what have you got off your needles pip so uh the brioche kitty hat that i was working on last time when did we record it was like three weeks ago or something three Um, weeks ago something like that so I cast off my brioche kitty hat by Susanna Sommer and it's so floofy. It's so warm. I might never be able to wear it. <laughs> what yarn did you use? Uh, I used the Operation Social Justice Banshee in the sock and the Surrey Alpaca from Gamer Crafting. <gasps> it's so soft and so fluffy i'm really glad like i chose not to do a brim and the reason i chose not to do a brim is because i'm lazy and i was getting bored (laughs) but also i don't tend to wear hats with brims anyway so i chose not to do a brim and i'm so glad i chose not to do a brim because i literally put it on just to try it on for like three seconds and i melted that surrey alpaca is insulating yo (laughs) so i won't probably get to wear that until like next january (laughs) but yeah i really really like it have you cast anything off i well i know you've casted it stuff off because after your three days of what should i cast on what should i cast on you're like oh by the way in the two days that i haven't spoken to you i have finished a sweater yep so i finished my magpie tendency which I'm wearing right now. Nobody can see because audio podcast. It is cute. It is cropped. And it used up the ends of my chromatic yarns, um, sturdy sock club yarns from the Cosmic Wonder Shawl that I did last episode. Mm -hmm. So the top half of it is Gilmore's Glorious Goods. It's purple. It's cute. And then the bottom section and a tiny bit of the sleeves is Raven Queen. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's quite comfy. It's quite cute. I wish the sleeves were a bit longer because it's more of a crop t-shirt, but it'll be all right for summer, I guess. It's dead I'll be honest cute. with you. Oh, thank you. I knitted dead fast because I got really bored of it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. 
like there's mindless knitting and then there was this like the oh, constructions in the constructions interesting and stuff and there's a brief period where it looks like you're knitting a string bikini <laughs> and you know i love the yarns and stuff but i don't know how people have made like 1200 of these it looks so really good don't. though and you you finished it in like three days More like a week I mean, you are knitting on like 6.5 millimeter needles, so it's super gappy. And it's sock weight, right? Yeah. Oh, it's it's really sweet. Like, looking at it, I kind of want to knit one. I think and you'd it, probably fly through it, but... It looks like a great, like, top for feeding. Yeah, probably. Probably. Like, it's very easy to lift up and, like, because it's oversized as well. Mm-hmm. Um... And God knows I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of skeins of sock yarn that are doing nothing, so... Exactly. Or you could use it for scraps. True. True. There's options. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah that, it's that's... gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's Hannah's yarn. Chromatic yarn does all the work. I just have to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if anyone's got any skeins of the... Uh, Nitical roll club yarn left over, and you kind of thumbing and ahhing over what to do. It's a good pattern for it, shows them off quite nicely. It's really simple. And just because I haven't had the mental capacity to, you know, have the patience to knit on it and fully enjoy it, doesn't mean you won't. Mm -hmm. So, is that is that it? You cast anything else off? I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. I hope that's it. If I've cast anything else off, it's been in my sleep and I don't know what it is or where it is. <laughs> mm. Imagine that, like, sleep knitting and you wake up and you just have a scarf or something. Be efficient, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Right, should we move on to spam, of which I have none? Oh, God. Well, um, yeah. my third... I was going to say my third fault yarns from Operation Social Justice arrived. Yay! It's Really, really pretty, but apart from that, I have nothing else. But I know you do. What are you going to do with that third volt yarns? Have you decided? Nope. It was pretty. I wanted it. I ordered it. But Money logic. went to charity. Also good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Okay, my spam. Okay, listeners, buckle up. <laughs> it's actually not that bad so my mystery club yarn from Game of Crafting arrived which I ordered last month mm -hmm. and it was Birds of Prey themed and let me tell you it is amazing it is perfect it is that movie it is that comic series it is Harley Quinn in this what like well I got two skeins because I was like you know what I'll probably want to um, it is just perfect Yep. It's amazing. And little added extras that Angie put in as well. Again, I don't want to give spoilers just in case like anyone's still waiting on theirs. Again, perfect. It's Harley. It's Huntress. It's just, yeah. I love I'm very it. jealous. It's very pretty. It's perfect. So I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that I got that with my birthday money. It's so good. And I love it. And I don't know what it's going to be. Probably a massive shawl or something. Mm. But it is it's good. Um, what else arrived? My Hey J Yarn Operation Social Justice Yarn arrived. Yeah. And it is delicious. I don't know what that's going to be either, but I love it. And I want to order more from her at some point as well because her yarn is beautiful. 
obviously my mohair arrived and then patterns wise andrew mary had a sale so i acquired the rose cardigan mm -hmm. i've said for years i'm never going to knit a seamed garment that cardigan has been haunting me for years so i may or may not do it the texts the texts were amazing well i was gonna cast it on and then this mohair arrived and i was like well that's what that's that life choice made yeah i just thought it was really funny you were like andrew Mara's having a sale there's a seamed there's a seamed cardigan i shouldn't do it i'll regret it oops i bought it i'm reading it i regret it <laughs> it looks so complex and like so much mental effort and part of me is kind of like well I'm basically just doing my thesis corrections and applying for jobs which aren't being advertised at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I kind of do have the mental space to focus on something more complicated in theory. But, you know, then the mohair arrived and then, you know, this sweater's just been like on my mind for years. So this is happening instead. <laughs> yeah. Give, give it 10 episodes and I'll probably be knitting on that cardigan and it'll probably be in hibernation. And I'll probably spawn about it a lot. Probably. <laughs> or all the pieces will be knit and you'll just be like, I don't want to see it. I can't be arsed. Yeah, yeah, probably. That does sound like me. Mm -hmm. As someone who's never knit a seamed garment because she doesn't want to have to seam it in the first place. You'll have to learn how to do mattress stitch. No, if I can cheat and do a three needle bind off, I'm going to work out how to flip and we'll do that. Nope. It's not going to work. You cannot make me do mattress stitch. I can't, but Andrea Maori can with her pretty patterns. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. <laughs> I think that concludes us for spam. That wasn't that bad then. Exactly, that wasn't that bad. That was nowhere near as bad as it could have been. No. And even then, it couldn't have been bad because we do not shame people, including ourselves, for enhancing our stash. That is very true. And all true. orders I made were before the whole lockdown thing kicked off, so I have not been endangering anyone. Fair. But also small businesses need to survive and yeah. like most of them have been doing ways of making sure that they're not endangering themselves or anyone else. So yeah. you know, like if your local indie dyer or whatever is still allowing people to order, you should support them because they also have businesses that they need to run. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are not necessarily going to be able to take advantage of the loans or the like um, salary top up or whatever. That, exactly. So if you can support your local small businesses, continue to do so. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so we decided to do basically like a Q&A episode, really, like, it's only a few questions. Knowing us, we'll probably ramble on forever. But, but it'll uh, give you something to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We basically put a Q&A thing up on Instagram, and a couple of you said, like, ask questions. Mm -hmm. The first one being, how did you two meet? Uh, I feel like this is going to be an interesting one, because I feel like you and I are both going to have different perceptions of how we met. Yeah, I think we are because, like, I met you through Zoe. Yeah. So, I, in first year, 
it's weird because we were sort of in the similar circle but we hadn't actually met so in my first year of university i joined a the glasgow university gaming society uh where i played D with sam and a few other people um and there were not all that many girls like there's like 150 200 members and there were maybe like five girls um and i kind of think i'd seen you around but i was too busy i had a brand new boyfriend and like you know <laughs> i didn't i didn't like i i i was i was having a bit of a tough time in my halls and things so um like i kind of stayed very insular in that group of people that i met at the very beginning um so i never really branched out and talked to anyone else massively and then the end of first year me and some of my mates needed to find a place to live and we saw a house that had four bedrooms and there were three of us and my friend Katrina was like oh my friend Zoe is also looking for a house she'd get along really well with you three with us three and uh you should meet her and met Zoe. So we got along famously. Um, Zoe is still one of my best friends. And then she introduced me to you somehow. I do not remember the exact. Oh, it was. We were. Was it the pirate party? Or did I know you by that point already? I think you knew me by that point already. So, my perception of things mm-hmm. was I joined Gugs in the January of first year. I didn't join the first semester, I joined the second semester. Because um, our mate Leia was in archaeology with um, a guy we know called Sven. Yes. And I remember that being an interesting meeting because I met him and I was like, well, you are shorter and more American than I was like to believe, sir. <laughs> No, yes, um, I remember now. And I remember, like, I met Katrina, and, yeah. like, we were in a Pathfinder game for, like, the first two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I know I sort of, like, passively met you because you were sat at a table by the, like, food factory doors. Mm-hmm. Like, you sat in that corner. I remember, like, being dragged over to you guys at one point because I think Katrina was sat there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, here's Pip, this is Sam, these are some other people that we don't talk about. But, like, we were never actually introduced, but I was like, I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. I remember I not, mean, but yeah, because I kind of remember because I knew Leia from archaeology. Yeah. And I remember kind of being, yeah, yeah. And then we kind of talked a couple of times occasionally. Yeah, thing, like, we must have talked at some point, but I don't remember. Yeah. Because, like, my next memory of then, like, encountering you was, like, you moved in to that house because like initially you were up the road like around the corner up the road from where I was mm-hmm. but then my flatmate Karis and I moved out and we moved to the flat on the top of Mary Hill Road yeah so we had to walk past your house every day mm-hmm. and I'd met Zoe on like the first day for like French and stuff so because mm-hmm. we were still in the same classes we knew each other and she was friends with Leia blah 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 but like I think like I'd walked to like we'd walked to uni and stuff uh-huh and then when I moved into that Mary Hill Road flat, you and a couple of other people from that house came and helped us move in. 
Yes. You helped us carry boxes up and stuff. And I think that was probably the first time you and I properly, properly hung out. Yeah. And there are some very questionable selfies, which are on Facebook, which I think I will dig out and I will put up. Oh, please do. I want to see They're them. They're super cute. They're super cute. We're super young. And I know that I'm wearing like ridiculous lipstick. I remember moving you guys into that yeah. flat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And there was no furniture and we were all just like lying on the floor and we yeah, were rolling Zoe awesome. up in duvets. Oh it my was awesome. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, like, and we ordered Domino's, I think, didn't we? Yeah. And like that was yeah, that was that was yeah. I think the point at which we properly became friends. Yeah, because I remember like you and I were like drinking like I think we were probably drinking like rum and coke or something. Southern Comfort. Yeah, that comfort. was it. Like you and I were like rolling around on the floor giggling and taking pictures. <laughs> Like, yeah <laughs> and you had bright red hair and you were sat in a box yeah like, i did that a lot <laughs> yeah i love like, how like you... both of us were like how did we actually meet and i had no i was like i don't remember and you were like let me give you photographic memories <laughs> yeah basically at some point we met but we don't remember actually being properly introduced to each other or anything it just seems to have been some sort of weird osmosis shit yep Pretty much. It's the kind of thing that happens when you're at university. Like, you just... Yeah, that's just it just kind of happens. We moved in, a, in similar circles until we met. And it is a small world, though, because, like, you were living in a flat across the hall from someone else that I already knew. Oh, my gosh, yes, but we didn't know well. till later. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just so weird. Small, it is crazy so world. weird. Like... Yeah, weird. What's the next question? Oh, go on. Yeah, I just hope that made sense to anyone. <laughs> um, yeah. What's the next so question? The next question was to me, mm-hmm. and it was regarding the fact that if I don't know what's in it, I just roll a dice and choose something from my cue yeah. box. And I got asked, what if I roll my dice and I don't like the result or I don't like the yarn and pattern combination anymore? And the answer to that is I just put the yarn back in my stash put the pattern back in my stash and uh strike it off the list and replace it with something else um or if i roll the dice and i'm like i don't fancy knitting whatever that landed on i just roll it again (laughs) (laughs) like it's not it's not a this must be a deer two it's more a like a tool to help but not a fast and it's like it's not a I must abide by what the dice says it's more just like oh okay cool like that seems a good knit or oh no I really don't want to cast on a sweater right now or whatever I'll roll it again kind of thing so yeah I just I don't if I'm not feeling it I don't do it basically yeah that was a much shorter and sweeter answer be fair that's a lot more relaxed than i thought you'd be because like when you suggested it to me i've been like well i'm not gonna do it because you and i both know i'll sit and re-roll the dice and re-roll the dice and i'll never be happy with the response mm-hmm. and i figured like the reason it worked for you was because you're actually a more regimented organized like decisive person when it comes to your knitting and stuff mm-hmm. like the thing is with my list like there's some stuff on there that's really quick like the alaska hat or yeah. there's some stuff on there that's not like the swallowtail sweater. So if I'm like, oh, I don't know what a net, 
and I roll the dice and I know that I don't want to knit a sweater right now. If it mm. lands on a sweater, I'll re-roll it. But like, I won't just keep rolling it until I get one that I like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll, I'll, I usually would only ever need to re-roll it once because I know that I really do not want to cast on a sweater, for example, right this moment type deal. So it works pretty well. Okay, our next question was, what are our dream yarn festivals, if any? So I'm assuming that means like ones that we haven't been to? Yeah. Mine is Rhinebeck. Mm -hmm. I think it would be overwhelming, but I would love to go to Rhinebeck just to experience it. And also because that's a beautiful time of year in the States. So like the leaves would be changing colour and there would be pumpkin patches <laughs> and amazing things like that. Yeah. What about you? Um, I wouldn't mind doing Knit City. Montreal is supposed to have it in March, so this March. And it'd be super cool to go. It'd be nice to experience it in Canada. I flipping love Canada. I love Canadian knitters. I love the shops there. It'd be cool to like experience yarn dyers and designers who aren't from like the circuit that tends to do sort of like Europe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Plus I can tack on a visit to the family. True, true. Uh, before we move on to the next question, I do just want to say we're having some internet issues, so we're fading and like we keep freezing and things, guys. So if there's random jumps or like robotic sounding bits and bobs, I'll try and polish it as much as I can in editing. But fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, we're dropping in and out here, so hopefully it's well, it okay. <laughs> it's hoping it's recorded everything since we first froze. Yep. Or recorded everything. <laughs> or recorded everything since before it froze. Oh no. Yeah. Fingers oh, crossed, no. guys. <laughs> the joy of Zoom. <laughs> okay, so the next question is what made you want to podcast? And I guess uh, there was another question about how did we come up with the name? Can I kind of all roll that into one? Yep. Shall I tell it how I remember it? Yeah, go for it. So. You were listening. This was in like very early 2015. It was it, well, 2015. It was 2014 that we started talking about it, and 2015 is when we started recording, which was five years ago, by the way. What? So, you had got me listening to Knit British, mm-hmm. and there really weren't that many episodes at that point, so I managed to like catch up really, really quickly, and. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. It was really nice. It was chill. And basically we were like, we should do that. It'd be fun. And we were basically just like messing about being like, haha, like we could do a thing on it where like we drink. It would be really funny. And yeah. like we could just be silly and it would be really funny and blah, blah, blah. And like we kept talking about it mostly as a joke, I think, at the beginning. And then we just kept talking about it more and more. The thing was, like, I think we were both doing the whole sort of, like, secretly, like, oh, I really, really want to do this, but, like, on my own, I don't think that I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were both 
doing the whole jokey thing like oh well i guess if you wanted to do it i'd be up for it i guess <laughs> but like neither of us actually wanted to like take the jump and be like no no we actually do should it. do it and um, then we did it yeah but like we we were joking about like oh we could do alcohol and it'd be funny and we could call it something to do with alcohol and one of us came up with tipsy nits and i googled it and their mm. tip, tipsy nits didn't exist like there yeah. no one else was using it there were no designers blah 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 so i was like well i mean the name is free and then i think that was the point at which we were like yeah. We've got a really good game. We've got a USP. Let's just do it. Let's do it. And worst case scenario, it gets lost in like the ears of the internet. Yeah. And that's it. I think that's a pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah basically. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it gave us something to do. Yeah. It was... Uh, it was a blast, but then we didn't record. We yeah. only recorded like three episodes in like the first year and a half. <laughs> well, some of those things, like I know, going into it, you had the run up to your wedding, mm-hmm. and for me, I was just going through the worst period of mental health I've ever had. Oh, and we had like, to we had to like find space in my tiny little box room in the flat yeah. I was renting, where I'm pretty sure there were spiders. Ugh. But like, we're here now. Yep, who'd have thought? See if you'd said five years ago. Yeah. Like, you guys are going to be doing this and, like, you'll have listeners and stuff. I'd have been like, what? But I love it. Yeah. But, yeah, the TLDR version is we came up with this on a whim whilst sober. Yeah, we were sober. <laughs> and we were babies. Oh God, don't even. So I'm saying, I got, I, I've been ID'd very recently. I am 29 and people mistake me for under 25 or they're just being really polite. <laughs> Either way, I will take it. Yes, victory. <laughs> the last question we got was, what's the best knitting advice we've ever received? Mine was just do it. Like if something looks hard, it's all variations of knit, pearl, pull yarn in direction just do it and you'll probably find it's not as hard as you thought it was and if you make a mistake just rip it out yeah just do it what about you mine is on the flip side of that life is too short to work on stuff that you hate yeah and there's absolutely no shame in turning around like and saying you know what i'm not persevering with this Mm -hmm. so yeah Life's too short is mine. That's such a good piece of advice because you don't want your nice skein of yarn or whatever to be wrapped up in something you're never going to wear or you're not enjoying knitting. Equally, I think having the confidence to try something new, even if it looks intimidating, Mm -hmm. is also really good advice. Because, I mean, otherwise, like, we wouldn't have progressed past you know, bog standard stocking stitch triangular shawls or garter stitch scarves. And there is a yeah. place in the world for those, but like, you know, occasionally you want to mix up with brioche or lace or cables. Yeah. Nine times out of ten it's actually deceptively simple. Yep. Yep. So the tips and its advice is 
keep calm and carry on knitting, but also stop. <laughs> I mean, you don't even need to do messages. But yeah, you don't need to do. You don't need to necessarily keep calm. You can scream the whole time you're doing it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna quickly go through the last bit that we had planned to do because we are now getting about two minutes between crashes. Yeah, and this is something that we actually want to do and set off because we want to. We want positive content. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way of explaining this is we did this thing called Worth Knits. What year? Two years ago. 2018 a while ago and the general premise of it was like if you want to knit something you flip and deserve it you don't need to wait to lose weight you don't need to stop because you know you don't deserve that yarn or the myriad of stupid stupid reasons that might make you kind of go I don't I shouldn't knit that or I don't want that I don't want to crochet that or oh I could never possibly wear that particular thing Mm mm-hmm and a few people asked us if we were going to bring it back and we've kind of gone "Mm, yeah maybe Mm." and we kind of figured we're on lockdown right now and a lot of people are self-isolating and stuff like that and now is the time if any to put on those items that you have been making Mm -hmm. and wear the flipping heck out of them so we would like to present to you worth nips quarantine edition Yes. Or rather, quarantine catwalk edition. Mm-hmm. Lockdown so, realness. Lockdown realness. Lockdown loving it. What we want you to do is put on your most beloved or fancy or ridiculous knitwear, take pictures, put them on Instagram, hashtag it, and remember that you deserve nice knitwear. Right? Don't wait to be a body shape that you're not. Don't tell yourself you're not worth using that nice yarn see all the things that you've been putting off for like a rainy day or oh yeah. i'll do that when i'll do that when i'll do that i'll use that when i'll make that then this yeah. is when like if there's ever a time to break out the fancy shit yeah now it is now yeah and equally if you've made something you deserve to feel really flipping special in it mm-hmm. but you know, heck, you bought a blouse in, I don't know, Marks and Spencers or whatever, and you've been saving it for, like, you know, work meetings or something, and you really want to wear it, oh, it's too fancy to wear on the house. Fuck that. Wrap it on. I've got my prom dress from over a decade ago in my wardrobe. I'm probably going to wear that at some point this week. <laughs> because I can. <laughs> yes. You know? Like, I just, it's, everyone is worth knits right that's what we came up with last time everyone is worth knits and there are so many more designers they're doing so many more size inclusive knitting patterns and stuff like just 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 do it just yeah you deserve it you don't have to wait Mm -hmm. just you deserve it and obviously at the moment we're not in a situation where we can necessarily dish out prizes and things like that However, Mm. Pip and I have said amongst ourselves that once lockdown and everything is over, once the world is in a more stable position, we will quite happily head out to our post office and mail out a few prizes to you guys. Yep. So we're thinking things like the most elaborate or ridiculous background to your selfie. Mm Mm-hmm. 
if you want to wear rippled bralette and butt shorts and do it in the background of the Critical Role studio or the Bahamas or, I don't know, a background of a generic supermarket, because why the heck not? <laughs> do it. <laughs> We're surrounded by Lural, you know. Unfortunately, I think we are going to have to wrap this up because my internet connection is just getting less and less stable as we go. Uh, and it's really messing with this. So we're really sorry if like it's been really weird. But we are trying. Yeah. If you go on Instagram and you post your photos with hashtag worthnits and hashtag worthnits QC, so quarantine catwalk. And we'll have a good look. And I just feel like it would give everyone a bit of a boost. Um, yeah, yeah, and equally, one thing I've found is that dressing up, putting on makeup, being a bit silly, even if it's just one night or one morning a week, it keeps me entertained. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It'll, be, it'll be a good laugh. So we are rather unceremoniously ending it there because, you know, what's lockdown without the internet going crazy? Exactly. Uh, but just remember, guys, you deserve you. nice knitwear. Exactly. And we love you. Um, yeah. You deserve good stuff. We love you. We hope Keep you're safe. doing okay. Wash your hands. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tipsy Knits podcast. You can find the show notes at tipsyknits.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram as at tipsynits. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify and YouTube as the Tipsy Knits podcast. And if you'd like to, we do have a coffee page and you can find us at coffee.com forward slash tipsynitspodcast. podcast.